Welcome everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. This podcast is aimed at marveling at God's sovereignty in each of our lives as women and at encouraging one another via our stories. My name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Caitlin. Hi guys. Hello. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, first of all, Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, um, I'm Caitlin. I am from up north um <laughs> we can tell a little yes bit. you can tell from my accent but I wasn't born there I was born in South Africa um and moved to England when I was five and I have and then I moved to Kingston for university mm-hmm. around four years ago and I've been going to Cornerstone for four years yeah wow. there's a bit about me <laughs> and uh, what do you do at the moment uh, so I have just recently finished a job uh, as a relay worker um, working alongside UCCF, the Christian Unions, mm. um, to help and support students to spread the gospel in universities. Um, yeah, so, Great. yeah. Lovely. Um, so obviously today we're going to get a little bit into uh, your story and how you came to know, know the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but I would like us to start with your family background, how you were brought up, um, what your childhood was like. Yeah. Um, so as I said, I moved to moved um, from South Africa and my immediate family and actually a lot, most of my extended family are all Christians. Um uh not nominally nominally if <laughs> that makes sense um which uh, praise god i praise god for i'm very glad about and um very blessed to have family so my parent my parents uh, um brought us to church every sunday for as long as i can remember grew up um going to a church um in on the Wirral um called life church um and yeah um my parents are like it was interesting because it was like when I was home I was being brought up as South African Mm. and when I stepped out the door I was being brought up in England so like it was a really weird childhood Mm. and I think when also especially when I was like young I think I don't remember much of my childhood um but it was kind of difficult um after moving to England and I think when you go to school kids realize that and don't mm-hmm. and not, don't deal well with um different let's say um so it was kind of it was great like I love my family and my parents brought me up great and loved me but it was difficult got bullied a bit mm. yeah right and just when when was it that you moved to the UK then how old I, were you I was five so it was like seven. 18, 18 years ago wow okay um, so yeah I was trying to realize yeah yeah so I've been here for a while yeah. <laughs> um, I'm 23 now mm-hmm. um so I, and that's why I sound British and all that but yeah it, it's like interesting because when you're brought up by people that are from a different country mm. it really has an effect on you and obviously my all my family are in South Africa so and we used to visit them all the time um so like although I am I sound British and look it I I do have have a strong affiliation with my South African culture mm-hmm. inside because my parents are and I was born there and all my family are there so yeah yeah that makes sense yeah. yeah okay and I wonder what 
what was it like? Um, did you go to church? How how exposed were you to the gospel from that young age? Yeah, so um, as I said, I've been to church um, every, almost every Sunday and like Christmases and Easter um, for as long as I can remember. And it was a great church. Like the church my parents still go to and have gone and we've gone to and have gone to since we moved to England is a great church obviously all churches have difficulties and ups and downs and I think through the years my parents have seen that um but I I've I've been brought up to know and understand who Jesus is and who God is and also thankfully my parents have um been amazing in not assuming we've always been Christians because that's not what they believe but being open to us to approach them with any question and any confusion that we might have um so that and not be scared like not us not be scared to approach them about it Mm. so and and yeah like I think that's a big that's been a big deal in my growing up in that family and in going to church and stuff wow okay I think yeah that's definitely quite supportive isn't it yeah yeah very helpful as yeah as a teenager and yeah yeah definitely um and can you tell us a little bit how it was for you afterwards in your in your teenagers maybe and as you progress through life um did you carry on going to church what was your relationship like with going to church and Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing yeah um so basically I think as I've mentioned like school wasn't fun did not enjoy it worked hard but didn't have many friends at school but um I've always had um good friends at church and I think that's a big thing when you're a teenager you can well you're starting to figure out whether this is something you believe and not you've not just inherited from your family so which is a really important uh season of life to go through you need to evaluate that but I think also having friends at church really helps you to continue to be stuck in um and engage um but yeah like teenage years were hard um start like I think around the age of 14 15 I started struggling with depression um so that was hard um and although my parents loving didn't completely understand that from a from that perspective but have grown to understand it more Mm. um and yeah church church was really supportive and 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 also around that age we two youth leaders had just joined our church and were youth leaders and were really amazing so and I think that was had such an impact on me and many others that are still going to that church um so yeah great 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 mixture of things (laughs) yeah yeah that's amazing and um I mean definitely a testament to these youth leaders and yeah yeah the work they put in I'm sure yeah um, and I wonder, so obviously you were exposed to the gospel from a young age mm. and um, I wonder whether there was a time for you where you made it your own and it really became something that you would define yourself by really. Yeah. Um, do you think there is a time like that or was it a more gradual process? And 
I think, yeah. So, like, I think my knowledge of who God was and who Jesus was was has all has been there because of my upbringing, which is why I thank God for my upbringing yeah. and my parents. Um, but my uh, love and acceptance and trust in Jesus as my savior and as my Lord of my the Lord of my life happened quite suddenly when I was around I think I was around 14 or 15 um I think I was 14 um I I just was quite all of a sudden convicted of my sin and not only my sin but like how my nature is bent on sinning like I I can't help but want to sin and also I can't save myself from that and prevent myself from being bent on bent on sinning um and I had almost like a crisis of oh no I'm not a Christian like I think you have to realize sometimes when you're growing up in a Christian family that you're not a Christian just because your parents are or just because you go to church and that's really important to realize and I all of a sudden realized that and all of a sudden realized I wasn't saved and I couldn't save myself and I was sinful and needed saving and thankfully all the teaching and um all the yeah teaching and scripture that I'd grown up with reminded me of the only one who could save me which was Jesus and I I I specifically remember praying um, on my bedroom floor (laughs) um, for God to forgive me and Jesus to save me. And then that Sunday, I spoke to uh, the um, youth leader. um, Her name's Fiona. Um, (laughs) I spoke to her and just asked her to pray with me and I became a Christian. And and then about around a year later, I got baptized it was great (laughs) yeah that's amazing and so you were saying that you were struggling with depression and Mm -hmm. I wonder whether finding these this anchoring in Christ provided some answers to that or how did how did that did that bring you some comfort or I think I think yeah it did I mean I still struggle with depression I'm not gonna Mm. hide that it's not something I'm necessarily ashamed of um I think it's it this is the thing is I think I can't imagine struggling with it without knowing and loving Jesus and knowing the purpose God has given me um I think and it's something separate from my feelings as well it's the gospel is nothing to do with what I've done or feel or my strength or whatever so and I think um for those struggling with depression it that's really helpful Mm. because um it it's something completely separate from yourself that you can go to and and um be reminded of Mm. that is completely objective it happened Jesus died on the cross and rose again he loves you that's it like you can't doesn't matter how you feel that's true so um I think that's really helpful when you're like in the trenches of it and there's this amazing book that actually I've read recently it's called um when darkness seems my closest friend and it's by a guy called Mark Menel or Menel 
or Maynol. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But he, I mean, he's he's a pastor, um, and he he's like all of us and started struggling with depression in mm. middle age. And um, he writes amazing. He puts it into words what it's like to struggle um and also know the hope you have and like Mm. that the tension that there is with that um i found that book really helpful so if anyone else should wants to read it you should (laughs) i'm sure you can find it yeah Yeah. that that would be really helpful i'm sure um yeah i think for all of us whether we struggle with depression or, or other things it's always helpful to remember that that reality of god loving us as you said yeah yeah like outside of everything yeah, else yeah, that might yeah. happen in our lives yeah. and i think that's really um it provides that stronghold and that anchor exactly that we all need, yeah it? stronghold and anchors great <laughs> words that are very helpful to refer to <laughs> um, yeah i'm sure that was probably quite a comfort to you in yeah and knowing that your family as well was here to support you and yeah yeah you and, and yeah definitely that. i think that of i obviously i think I think also because I because I started struggling quite young Mm. I didn't actually know what depression was Mm. so I was like struggling but then like I had never heard of that word or knew really what it meant um so it was it was a bit of a it was a bit difficult in that way of like you don't have it's hard to find help or or describe to people why what you're feeling when like you're that young and you don't really know um but yeah, you're right. Like family and um, God, and and Christians that great Christian friends that don't give up trying to love you is really helpful. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And so obviously you're not in the north anymore. Nope. Uh, you made your way to Kingston. <laughs> yeah. So how did you come to Kingston? I assume for university. Yes, I did. So uh, I, after finishing a foundation diploma in art and design um, up north in a college, um, I applied for uni in Kingston um, and came um, in, I'm trying to think what year it was, 2000, I get confused with academic years. Anyway, I came like around four years ago <laughs> yeah, um, okay. and yeah, to do fine art um, mm. at Kingston and yeah it was great really enjoyed it it was hard any degree I think anyone who does a degree finds it enjoyable maybe hopefully but actually always hard yeah there's always <laughs> yeah. some work involved yeah of, of course exactly <laughs> and so how is that how you came aco- across Cornerstone or how did yeah that come? so okay. I I got involved with Christian Union I like I I think the first Christian Union I went to it was like a just a barbecue in mm. near my halls and the bar they couldn't like the barbecue so I o- offered my oven and <laughs> so it was a barbecue in my oven but um <laughs> Sounds I, yeah I met a few people that uh came and they mentioned that there was like a student evening uh with free food <laughs> which is very helpful for students yeah and <laughs> intriguing and then also like it was just a Q&A with the with Pete the pastor so mm. Uh, I took my friend that I'd made on my course and went and yeah she wasn't a Christian at all I just 
enticed her with free food and <laughs> and asked her to be my moral support and in freshers I think because students really want to find friends they'll do anything so, which mm. so it was great um but I came to that student evening and um like yeah her people were asking Pete loads of things and I really liked how unapologetic and bold and straightforward he was with the gospel and I thought that was quite refreshing mm. so I came on a Sunday and didn't and stop <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's great well we're glad to have you yeah glad to be here <laughs> yeah and so you said that you were working for the relay program this yeah. year how did that go yeah so so throughout uni I got quite involved in Christian Union um I th- I realized it was a really effective way of evangelizing I made great friends lifelong friends mm. um there and also like see you really encouraged and supported me in getting stuck into Cornerstone mm. so that was really helpful um and I think because I saw how effective it was while I was at uni, like friends became Christians um, of my friends of mine became Christians because of, I think, the support of the Christian Union. I wanted to help, continue to help mm. with that mission field because I thought because I was like, I've seen how effective it is. I want to help. I want to continue to evangelize mm. and help students to evangelize. And so UCCF, the charity that supports Christian unions and students in Christian unions to evangelize, have this thing called Relay, which is a voluntary, uh, like, um, graduation thing where you do it for 10 months and you, like, come alongside a few Christian unions and just help and help equip them and support them in putting on events and evangelizing and you also get train training and um you learn theology and um yeah and you get support from other uccf staff workers in order to do that and that's what i did sorry it's that's a long yeah, long-winded ex- explanation but not many people know what it is um and that's what i did and i did it with the arts uh students oh, from art universities in central london and it was interesting year it was great I'm very glad I did it and I think the students especially needed support this past year for (laughs) obvious reasons um yeah and it wasn't what I would expect it would be but it was so much harder and so much better (laughs) than I expected it was gonna be but yeah it went really well yeah and especially in this year of covid yeah yeah quite a comfort to meet up with people and carry on these kind of relationships probably online most of it I would yeah say. yeah a lot of the year it was online yeah what did you find was challenges uh, challenging sorry um or what did you learn throughout this year then yeah I found I found it I mean that's the thing online is challenging like mm. I started doing relay trying to get to know students completely online yeah. that's very hard to do to get to know people online is really hard and also as part of, as a relay, I was required to like meet up one-to-one with students to help disciple them and grow them so that they would be strengthened to evangelize. Um, and that was hard to even initiate when you're on a group call with a bunch of students. So like the online thing was an, an ongoing 
difficulty because I love also seeing people and being around mm. people. So like, and I, as I think most people would understand and relate to, Zoom's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite, that was really difficult um, throughout the year. That was very difficult. And it was a relief to finally see students in person. Um, but I learned so much of God's provision and how needy I am for his provision and strength. I am a very I I struggle with pride so much and relay in so many ways I knew going into it in so many ways God would challenge my pride but I didn't know in what ways I thought it would be in in like finances and being self-sufficient in that in, in and and can't I couldn't be self-sufficient in that but actually it was in so many more ways that he challenged me and and broke down my pride um, and made me rely on him more. Um, and I think, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I, I also learned that I really want to continue to help support people evangelize and continue to work in that, in that mm. capacity. Yeah. yeah. So do you have plans for the coming year? What what is going on then? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's uh fine. Um I mean it's not I mean I've told many people but it's not officially been uh shared, shall we say, but it will be soon. But um I am I've got a role to be a ministry trainee at Dundonald Church so uh, so unfortunately I'll be leaving Cornerstone soon um I start uh that role on the 1st of September um yeah so very soon it's all happened quite fast because I at the beginning of um July I went I went on holiday with my family and while I was on holiday that was finally when I had a chance to sit down and properly apply for jobs and things and someone had like briefly mentioned um (laughs) someone had briefly mentioned uh this uh the the role that was open at Mm, Dundonald and I looked into it and I asked someone who'd gone who'd done it uh quite a few questions I'd already like during relay applied for different ministry roles um and didn't get them so I thought "Mm, okay god maybe it's time to apply for secular jobs I really want to be in ministry but maybe you're saying right not right now so I applied for secular jobs I got a few I got an offer to uh yeah I got an offer but um for another job and then had the, the interview for this and really felt god like prompt me shall I say um to rely on him again (laughs) to put away my pride and my uh my want to be self-sufficient and Mm. self-contained and step out in faith to continue to serve him in that way yeah yeah we often need a little bit of a nudge yeah yeah (laughs) it's a scary nudge but I'm really really excited I yeah and I'm also glad like I don't have to move away <laughs> like yeah. I can still see people from Cornerstone and stuff That's like nice. that but I am really excited to uh serve Don Donald um exciting yeah <laughs> I did not know about this yeah I know <laughs> I know I, well, I thought you would ask me and 
that. Yeah. So I thought, oh, it's a nice little surprise for, <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so just to finish with, um, obviously seeing your your journey as um, born in a Christian family, mm. it, do you have any advice for people who might be uh, going to church their whole lives and mm. haven't really maybe committed to uh, to church or, or to Christ or mm. I don't know, are kind of on the fence, really. Yeah. And anything you would say to them in particular? Uh, well, so when it comes, uh, I from that question, I view it as like two part. Like, so Good for those for those that are on the fence about Christ, mm. um, I'd want to say invest time in exploring it because this it's a life and death situation and decision. Um, invest time in reading the Gospels maybe find a Christian friend that will read with you and you can ask any question that you don't feel nervous about asking because this it's a huge, if it's true, yeah. it it's a life and death thing. And I believe it is true. So if you're on the fence about that, think carefully. <laughs> um, and But uh, on the fence about getting stuck into church, um, well, I think, well, God has said that we are brothers and sisters. If he is our father, we are brothers and sisters and we are bonded together for eternity. So you might as well start loving them now because you're going to have to love them for a very long time. <laughs> but also, but also I think you grow so much if, if you get stuck in and serve. And um, yeah, and I think that's the key thing is church isn't, a place you go to consume and listen passively um then you're going to get anemic you're going to be become anemic um you need to serve and you need to love actively to grow and to learn more of god's love and everyone has different capacities everyone can serve at different levels and in different ways and have different gifts but i think God has commanded us to love and serve one another mm. and that's where you that's what you do at church yeah. um and that's another thing my parents have been amazing in bringing me up with is they've faithfully served the same church for as long as I can remember mm. um through hard times and through great times um because they love God and they love his people so yeah great yeah yeah we're all part of one body aren't we? yeah exactly yeah. yeah right thank you so much caitlin for sharing your story with us thank you sophie <laughs> i've shared more than i thought i would <laughs> that's perfectly yeah and um, so that's all everyone for this episode of sister stories but join us again next time mm-hmm.